So they had a new flavor of Smirnoff ice at the gas station today. This one's strawberry lemon. Don't mind if I do. I can smell it over here. <laughs> the strawberry, not the lemon. Ugh. Tastes like perfume. What was that, Motley Crue drinking perfume? Um, that was... a story you did? No, it was a guy... Guns it was someone roses? from Kiss. It was Paul... Oh. Was it Vinny? Eight. No. Not a, it wasn't Vinnie Ace. Paul. It might have been Ace. No, it was Ace Freely. That's yeah, what it yeah. was. I said Vinny Paul from Kiss. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> Vinny Paul's from uh, Pantera. something else. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I got no the Paul idea. Stanley, and I was like, it wasn't Paul Stanley. I'm it sure must he have listened been to Vinnie Kiss. Paul. <laughs> he definitely, yeah, no. I think it was buried with a Kiss guitar. Mm. The perfume? Or he was buried in a Kiss casket. Vinny Paul and oh. Dimebag. We're yeah. buried in kiss caskets. So yes, it, same, basically the same. He probably would think it's an honor that I just said he was in kiss. Yes, kiss. So here we are again, sitting in this room, baby mattress in the corner, sloth. Nobody puts baby mattress in the corner except us <laughs> when we need us. sound, sound absorption. Jake, have you looked in this closet before? There's a whole uh, shelf. Full oh of yeah, sloths. they're all they're all looking at me. So is that one. He's like leaning over, like. Yeah. I got you. three more for Christmas. <laughs> Stuffed sloths. This is I gonna become be the sloth now. girl. Like the how sloth lady. Yeah. Oh, lady. Yes. Um, lady. Like you know how when people find out you like one thing and then that's the thing that they gift you for the rest of your I'm, life. I'm usually fine with it because it's like tumbler mugs that I can put my coffee in and they have some type of sloth thing on it. But like, like that one that you've got right next to you. <laughs> yes. This one I bought myself. <laughs> um, but I have like four now. Um, and there's probably about 12 to 16 sloths in my house that are stuffed. And then I have some ceramic ones that are planters. That's fun. Yeah. I wonder, I don't, I don't book. know if I have a thing like that yet. I guess it was, it's probably cats. No. Yeah. My mom, Kathleen, at some point, somebody started giving her shoes. Like I remember Victorian you telling shoes. Me that. Yeah. So Brittany remembered that. And when <laughs> I was in South Carolina the other month, uh, we went to an antique store <laughs> like, whoa, this shit's crazy. And she was like, a shoe. We should get this for your mom. <laughs> it's like, why do you remember that? <laughs> also, no. Um, yeah. And then I bought a radio that is still in South Carolina because I couldn't bring it on the airplane with me. Oh. Like a fucking idiot. Oh, it's cool. <laughs> How big is it? Was it's a like a little size. radio sized little tabletop is it radio. gonna mess yeah. with the airwaves it's from like the 70s and it okay. still works i don't know if you awesome. like bought one so of those why giant cabinets <laughs> no, no why couldn't you bring it on the plane because i had shit with me already that's a carry-on i had a carry-on already i was gone for like 10 days mm, and i okay. had only a carry-on suitcase so oh. it's full of my broadcast equipment too like i couldn't also bring a radio and they'd probably be like what the fuck well, you, you can't a, convince a carry me on this isn't a bomb. And a personal item. <laughs> I had both of those already. My personal item was my bag full you of my You could have told him that stuff. was like, you were a robot and that's what was keeping you alive boop, 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 is to have this, this is stereo. This my hard drive. Yeah. Like, I don't need it right now. I'll live. I just want it. Does it work? Yeah, it works. Okay. Plug that bitch in. And it was loud as fuck. I had it on the lowest volume and I was like, Jesus. Yeah. No wonder all these old people are deaf. <laughs> The radios were way too loud. Ah, shit. That reminds me. I forgot your Christmas presents. Oh, what'd you get me? I got you, you guys earplugs. Oh, nice. The eargasm ones. Ooh. Sponsor us. We love that. Yeah. So they block out like the high, the super high um, decibel ranges. High frequencies. Cool. Yes. That's what I meant to mm -hmm. say. Mm -hmm. So I got a pair for both of you. That's nice of you. You're welcome. I know you didn't say thank you, but I'm saying you're welcome anyways. But I forgot to bring it. So 
I guess. Never mind. Um, I told my coworker Bill. Did I tell you about? Have I told you guys about yeah, Bill Bass? Beetle Bill. Beetle Bill. Oh my God, he's starting to call me Magic Alex. For what? He's done it twice now. He's like, "Hey, Magic Alex, I have this Beatles documentary for you." I'm like, "Thanks, Beetle Bill." Yeah. <laughs> Big bad Beetle Bill. I told him about the Ed Sullivan thing that you got me. Yeah. Cassie for Christmas got me a DVD that has four different full shows of Ed Sullivan when the Beatles performed. And Bill always gives me Beatles documentaries. Like right now I've got a George Harrison one that's like three hours long. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Bill, I have something for you. And he was like, do you? So I told him about this thing. He was like, oh, I already have that. I was like, oh, "Oh, fuck me. Never mind. Well, damn. Nothing to offer. (laughs) Sorry, Bill. (laughs) Yeah, nothing. So thanks for nothing, Cassie. Yeah, well, I thought it was was topical because... We were like, who gives a shit about Ed Sullivan? And then it was just like, oh, the Beatles were on it four <laughs> times. Okay. No, so. yeah, I still have to watch that one, but I have to finish yeah. the George Harrison one first. I just thought it was like, now I can give him something to watch in return for mm-hmm. all of the movies he's loaned me. I, I can finally loan this guy a DVD. Yeah. And he already has it, of course, because he's Beetle Bill. Yeah. How are you, Jake? I'm fine. A little bit stressed? Slightly. Slightly stressed out. Santa it'll, bring you anything work good out. for Christmas? Silence, actually. It's kind of nice. Oh. <laughs> Pretty quiet. Uh, good. Jake is stressed out because uh, you got a big trip coming up. Yeah. I completely missed the dates and got them all incorrect. Thought I had four days to get ready. Now realizing I only have two. And we're spending <laughs> the afternoon recording, so he really only has one. Yeah. Just barely. <laughs> Sorry. So that'll yeah, be yeah. fine. We'll figure it out. You had all of the information at your disposal. You oh, just I did. Chose to ignore it all I, until I, I right did. now. Yeah, I just got I got the the dates all Fucked out up. of whack. So whatever. Why are you showing me that? <laughs> it's a kid with a McMuffin on his head, <laughs> <laughs> and he's tipping it like a fedora, like my lady. But it's a McMuffin. It's, yeah, <laughs> I think it's a McGriddle. McGriddle. Mm-hmm. Whatever. You can see the syrup inside of it. Ew. Well, <laughs> take it away. On from the McGriddles, welcome everybody <laughs> to Death by Music Podcast, a mini-sode. I am Jake, got Cassie and Alex here. Today we're talking about something. Today we are talking about <laughs> Fleetwood Mac and what the fuck was going on between Stevie Nicks. I have a question. Lin- Did you just copy-paste this? Because they wrote Steve Nicks. <laughs> <laughs> they did write Steve Nicks. <laughs> um, yes, I did. It's uh, the relationship between Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham, which if you don't know, they are like the main two people in Fleetwood Mac. Well, everybody's like a main person in Fleetwood Mac, but they had a whole relationship going on throughout the course of the band that was very tumultuous. And we've got basically the story from front to back on that, because now Lindsey Buckingham is no longer in the band. For this is like the third time though, right? Yeah, but I think it's for good this time. So that's what they said the last time. There was all this drama throughout the course of the band and we're going to talk about it so that's why their songs are so good they're full of secrets <laughs> they are full of well they're not secrets anymore nope. uh so this is from the la times it's by christine Desert. Dez- fuck christine Desarilla. it's christy christy Desarilla. wow uh okay somebody should write a song about the romantic drama that's gone down over the years between Lindsay buckingham and stevie nicks but of course both of them already did Fleetwood Mac's Dreams, written by her, and Go Your Own Way, written by him, to name only two songs about their tumultuous relationship. And I, I want to mention here, because when I was a kid, I was a dumbass, and I didn't know that Stevie Nicks, I didn't think Stevie could be a girl's name. So I thought that she was the guy, and mm-hmm. that Lindsay Buckingham was the girl, because his name's Lindsay, what the fuck, but I just want to set the record straight. If you're not familiar with Fleetwood Mac, Stevie is the chick 
Lindsay is the dude. I think I knew that Stevie Nicks was the girl, and then I saw Lindsay Buckingham, and I'm like, was was there some lesbian thing going on here? Yeah, you wish. But I always thought the relationship was between Stevie and the the guy. I didn't I didn't know his name. Fleetwood probably thought it was between. Yeah, it was between Fleetwood and Stevie. (laughs) (laughs) Nope, it's uh, it's between. So you're learning something new. Yeah, between Stevie and Lindsay Buckingham. So their complicated dynamic is back in the spotlight this week following Buckingham's new Los Angeles Times interview, and the details can't be summed up in any four minute single. Buckingham and Nick's met as high school seniors near Palo Alto, California in the late 1960s. He was in a psychedelic rock band, Fritz, which is a terrible name for a band, and asked her to join it as lead singer after two members left to go to college. At this point, they were mutually interested in music, but weren't yet romantically involved. Fritz stayed together until the early 1970s, with Nick's and Buckingham dating other people the entire time. By the time the two decided that they were moving to L.A., the band had broken up and Nixon Buckingham were suddenly a romantic item. Quote, I'm not sure we would have become, I'm not sure we would have ever become a couple if it wasn't for us leaving that band. It kind of pushed us together, Stevie Nicks would later say. But Buckingham got mononucleosis, that asshole, which delayed their L.A. sojourn by the better part of a year, during which Nix took care of him and the two continued to grow musically. Oh. When they finally hit the City of Angels in late 1972, they were immediately perceived as a sexy, starbound couple. People who encountered them recall an aura about them, a radiance, Davis wrote. That's which just is, Stevie. That's just her. Yeah, it's not him. That's what I'm sure. And Davis, this is the biographer for Stevie Nicks. I cut out a couple of paragraphs, so just FYI. They were Mr. and Mrs. Intense. He in his curly locks and icy blue eyes and she in her long straight hair and piercing gaze when you talk to her. Do you know what a parallel might be for people that are trying to imagine this relationship? It's like how people are so enamored with like Megan Fox and MGK. Yes, like how every Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly, <laughs> like how everybody, every interview you see them do, they're just like, "We were soulmates," and like he knows the color of my underwear without even looking and stuff like that. <laughs> um, I've never once watched an interview of them. <laughs> Don't it's I so didn't know they were it's, it's interesting. They're my favorite. Not even one. remotely interesting. I started seeing all these memes <laughs> pop up, and I was like, "Where the fuck did this come from?" Uh-huh. And so I watched one interview that they did with like GQ. Where yeah, they're like, how did you guys first meet? And Megan Fox was like, he walked in the room and I was like, you smell like weed. And he looked at me and he was like, I am weed. So <laughs> like, romantic. That was the fucking, and then the rest was history. I watched, wow. there was a Drew Barrymore interview he did recently where he was like painting her fingernails, which was like cute. I guess. But um, he had said that. <laughs> Jake's face uh, right now. Drew Barrymore interview? Yeah, Drew Barrymore has, her- has a TV show, so she was interviewing him. Oh, okay, like a <laughs> like a talk show yeah, thing. Yeah, like Ellen. It's super or- cute. What channel is that on? I don't. Know. I don't. don't you I don't have, have cable. Oh, you guys don't have channels anymore. You I don't right. have cable. <laughs> anyway, We're not rich. So she asked him how they met, and he said he only took the movie because he knew she was going to be on it. And then he said, "I had a feeling that." I needed to like meet her. She was going to ask me to lunch. So I just kind of like waited around her trailer. And then someone from her team came up and was like, she wants to invite you to lunch. So they went and she asked him something like, are you lost? And he said something about like how he was. And she's like, let's find you. Oh <laughs> God, like... I hate them so much. So this is anyway. Transformers making Fox. Yeah. Yes. Okay. 
Okay, well, I'm going to say that they're a little bit cooler than that couple. I think so. But I was, <laughs> if someone was trying to make a parallel about it, I think it's very similar. Because, the, you know, the amount of um, journalism, I guess you could say, surrounding the couple. <laughs> publicity. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll call it publicity. Sure. Okay. So, in the star-filled atmosphere of the early 70s, Los Angeles, they teamed up as a folk rock duo called Buckingham Knicks, releasing an eponymous album in late 1973. Despite the album cover's iconic photo of them topless, the both record- of them. <laughs> I don't know. I really want to see Buckingham. Uh, the record flopped, and the label dropped them. Aw. So they'd begun to fight, and money was tight, but the making music didn't stop. With the beginnings of later hits, Rhiannon and Landslide among the fruits of their labors. But the two were clashing. Nix was exhausted from waitressing and cleaning houses to make ends meet. Buckingham had gone out on a tour with Don Everly that ended very badly. On the last day of 1974, having recently moved to L.A. and down a few members, Fleetwood Mac, consisting then of Mick Fleetwood, John McVie, and Christine McVie, came across Buckingham at a studio. Fleet- All right, so Fleetwood's a real person. Yes. Mick. Okay, Mick it's, it's not like Leonard Skinner no. isn't a member of the band. He's no. not the leader. <laughs> there was Mick Fleetwood, and then there was the Mick V's. So Fleetwood Mac. Okay. You know? Anyway, I think it's really interesting that they had this band that was named after like other people who started the band, but then these other two people ended up being the main focus. Blah, blah, blah. Fleetwood wanted Buckingham's guitar skills in the group. Advised in advance that Buckingham and Nicks were a package deal, he asked them both to join. The duo took a few days to decide. Nicks said, Lindsay, you and I have to sew this relationship back up. We have too much to lose here. We need to put our problems behind us. Maybe we're not going to have any more problems because we're finally going to have some money and I won't have to be a fucking waitress. Fair. Amen. So everyone wound up going out to dinner and the deal was sealed. While writing and recording the album Rumors, which was released in early 1977, Buckingham and Nix ended their love affair. Band members John and Christina McVie, who had been married since 1968, also broke up. Mick Fleetwood's divorce was almost final, too, though he would go on to remarry Jenny Boyd in 1977 and re-divorce her in 1978. Wow, what the fuck? He was like, just kidding, bye. So, like, the one couple breaks up, the other couple breaks up, Mick Fleetwood breaks up, gets married to the girl again, and then breaks up with her again. So they're going through some shit. That's that whole Rumors album is like where all of Fleetwood Mac's hits came off of, and it's because they were going through some shit. Jake's like, what the fuck? Well, I I knew their story was a little complicated. I just never had any desire to read into into it. it. Well, it is super interesting. (laughs) It's fine. We'll read it for you. So it was from that cauldron of discontent that songs like Dreams and Go Your Own Way emerged, much, much to fans' delight. Rumors, which won a handful of Grammy Awards, remains one of the best-selling albums of all time. I think one day John and I will write a book on what's gone down, Fleetwood told the Times Robert Hilbert in 1976. The only problem is that no one will believe us. I believe Mick Fleetwood actually has a book. Um, Yeah, he does. It's called Play On. In Lindsay's mind, all the other women that came after me were all going after rich rock and roll star Lindsay, Nix once told Rolling Stone. Nobody was looking into the heart that I had looked into. Nobody was seeing the guy before he was famous. We knew each other before. That's what makes us unique to each other. I mean, fair, but also people grow and change and get more famous. I don't know. She was probably looking at him for, you know, not wanting gold diggers. I mean, well, they 
they went through it together you know like yeah. they were they were broke bums together and then they went through this relationship and then became rich and famous together so she's still it seems like she still gives a shit about the other people coming into his life when it's like sure. you broke up like it's not your fucking problem anymore but you don't need to compete with like girls who were chasing his fame or whatever or- nicks had a short-lived affair with fleetwood in 1977 yes that was during his second marriage Oy. buckingham meanwhile embarked on an eight-year relationship with carol ann harris wait a minute so nix was fucking bucking him and then they broke up and then she fucked mick fleetwood yes in the same band that's two grave mistakes you don't fuck band members didn't we talk about this on california dreaming on the mamas and the papas episode yeah. don't fuck your bandmates dude okay so buckingham meanwhile embarked on an eight-year relationship with carol ann harris though he and harris got engaged they never married fleetwood told Hilburn in 1976 that it was an unusual situation for a band to stay together after so many splits among its members, but things seem to be working out okay. When we walk up on stage, the band is very close, Fleetwood said at the time. There are lots of bands who detest each other. We're not one of those. Yeah, so That's pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nix went on to date musicians Don Henley, J.D. Souther and Joe Walsh, all of whom were affiliated with the Eagles, another red hot band in the 70s and 80s. So she's just going through their lineup. <laughs> like, I don't know. There's got to be like a certain band code, too, where you're like, you've already been in a relationship with this girl. Like, I'm not going to fuck with that. But three probably dudes not in the Eagles, three yeah. dudes in the Eagles were <laughs> like me next. Like the fourth guy is probably like, what about me? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yes, another red hot band in the 70s and 80s. She was married in 1983 very briefly to Kim Anderson, the widower of her best friend who had just died. Oh, my God. But never had kids of her own. Uh, She has said that she makes do with her niece and godchildren. Dang, she likes dudes with girl names, huh? I was noticing that. (laughs) (laughs) Buckingham, who broke up with Harris in 1984, had a son with photographer and interior designer Kristen Messner in 1998. They got married in 2000 and went on to welcome two daughters. How cute. In the 1980s, Buckingham started releasing solo albums, preferring the studio to touring. He left Fleetwood Mac in the late 1980s and stayed away for a decade. Nix followed him through the exit door a few years later and was already working on her solo career, which yielded hits Edge of Seventeen, Stand Back, and Stop Dragging My Heart Around with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. But they both eventually came back to the Mac. That's excellent. (laughs) And why not? When Fleetwood Mac tours would regularly gross hundreds of millions of dollars. In early 2018, with the band's tour schedule already sketched out, Buckingham asked for a three-month delay so he could promote his solo work. While the rest of the group was flexible, he said Nix was firm. The dates were the dates, and they were not changing. Ironically, Buckingham recently told The Times' Amy Kaufman, nothing went down that night that was as contentious as the stuff we've been doing through 43 years. But it led to the apparent final split between Buckingham and Nix. Soon after that night, he was fired from the band. He later sued for millions, with the lawsuit settled by the end of 2018. Nix has said that in the time since the breakup that she didn't have her former partner fired. In 2019, Buckingham had a heart attack and underwent bypass surgery. He said recently that he did hear from Nix after that and has emailed and texted her, but she rarely responds. Buckingham (laughs) said he was disappointed that nobody in the band which he says he'd like to rejoin someday if Nix would allow it, stood up for him during that last fight. But he understood. 
It would be like a scenario where Mick Jagger says, either Keith Richards goes or I go, he told the Times. No, neither one of you can go, but I guess the singer has to stay. The figurehead has to stay. They had already preemptively planned an entire tour, and then he says, wait, can I just have three months? That's selfish. That's so much... That's, that's a lot of preparation that's yeah. not even on their end most times they have people that work for them and do that legwork mm-hmm. as well so yeah. for him to just be like well they didn't want me they didn't fight for me for that like yeah no you were going to tour and make money for yourself yeah and then what if people i mean they didn't release it but if say they had already picked those dates and people bought tickets like then you have to refund them there's so a lot of work that. yeah so no who's being dumb you are so mm-mm. yeah no. he could schedule his solo tour anytime right they're gonna tour he could use you. the fleetwood mac tour to blow up his solo shit he could literally just open for them <laughs> as his solo stuff why didn't he do that just up there playing for three hours that. straight willie <laughs> nelson 78 I, don't know. So, I mean yeah he's like i'm not going on first what <laughs> get over your ego my guy um <laughs> willie nelson's son goes on the road with him and his band will open up and then he will go on to play with his dad when I saw Jason Mraz recently, um, he had some dude, I, for, I feel bad because I forgot the guy's name, but he was really good. He had some dude that he's known for years and years open for him. But when he came out to play, Jason Mraz and his band also came out and played with him for several songs. Yeah. And then they went back. And it's really him cool do when his. bands do that. Yeah. It was awesome. So. It was a good show. They would have probably allowed it, but he wanted to be selfish and irritating. I stand by it. All right. So you're Stevie Nicks. Yes. Side Stevie. <laughs> side Stevie. Team Stevie. Jake, who do you side with here? Uh, well, I got to see Lindsay's nipples, so. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, I was on the album cover. Oh, I guess I can look it up myself. I thought you were going to. It's pretty hot. What did you type in? What was it called? Oh, just uh, Buckingham Nicks oh, album yeah. cover <laughs> popped up. Buckingham Nips. <laughs> <laughs> wow, my ears. I mean, it was. <laughs> Oh man, see this is not what I imagined. Is he full of hair? Well he has hair. His nips aren't even oh there. Yeah, they are. You you gotta pick the right one. (laughs) Like they cropped his nips out. (laughs) How dare they? Oh, he's pretty cute. He looks like oh, if you cast a human as like Beauty and the Beast, he would be the beast. (laughs) Sans hair on his chest. He's got a very full head of hair. (laughs) Well, I think I'm gonna I think it's a tough situation. I feel like you are correct, Cassie, that he's Duh. being a dick at the end of it. Also, but I think he carried himself a little better. Um, I, I I honestly have no idea. It seems as though he was a little bit more chill when they broke up um, and had to remain in the band together. Yeah, but also when they go into female details, how many things, you know, it's like with the Taylor Swift drama, the media was always like, oh, she's dating all these dudes. I mean, and she's totally entitled to date all these dudes or whatever. But it's the it's the... You were just in a relationship, I don't know, with this dude for years and years and years. And then you're still, you're deciding to stay in a band together. It's, in my opinion, already a little bit inappropriate to be in a relationship with a band. Sure, that's understandable. But to now, you've already already got enough tension because y'all just broke up and you're staying in a band. And now... It not just on her, but on Mick Fleetwood too. Like, what the fuck? Why would you then? This is your friend, and she this was probably is trying your to make him bandmate. Why would Mick Fleetwood get into a relationship with Stevie after that? You see how poorly this has worked out. I mean, I guess it didn't work out poorly, so maybe that's why they were like, "Fuck it." I don't know. If you put yourself in her shoes, like I can understand, or then even the, like the jealous aspect. One of them should have been matter. kicked out. Uh, Lindsay, yeah, <laughs> from the get go. <laughs> no, it's I don't know. 
don't just, fuck your bandmates. That's it. That's it. If you want to fuck every single guy in the Eagles, do it. That's their band. But, That's their problem. But like your bandmates, not probably not a good idea. Not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go Team Stevie because I like her yes. clothes more. She's real fashionable, and she never had kids, so more power to her. So she's saving the planet. Yeah, love her. Love it. Very eco-friendly. You know you. how many kids Lindsey Buckingham had? At least at two. least three. 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 Wow. Fuck that guy. <laughs> no, don't. Don't. Don't put more kids <laughs> on the earth. He's probably uh, past having children at this point. Wow. I think. Bucking. Kathleen's at home yelling at her speakers like, he's 30. No, not 30. Oh, she did send me a message <laughs> yeah, about that share, share thing. I don't think I ever read it. I think I got I was shared. like, don't yell at me. Who is so... <laughs> I, I saw it and then... He's 72. It was on my phone and I was like... I clicked out of it or something. I just swiped it away. And then I was like, where did that message come through? Because I was like, it wasn't a text. <laughs> Are Celine Dion and Cher similar in age? That was the whole argument. Oh. Was that Celine Dion is like 40. She's 53. Uh, yeah, I was going to say she's in her 50s. Cher's got to be in her 70s Cher's by now. Cher's 75. Is, we yeah. had, we've literally had this conversation. Mm-hmm. Look, look for the read the message because Kathleen was angry. She was. Okay, I looked up what is the age limit on male fertility and one of the questions people ask on google is can a 72 year old man get a woman pregnant a new study shows that the age of the male partner can have just as big an impact on fertility blah 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 blah. takes up to five times as long for a man over 45 to get a woman pregnant than if he was under 25 so if you're trying not to get pregnant only fuck 72 year olds it is the most effective form of birth control (laughs) not even birth control itself (laughs) quote me um what was i doing kathleen said wow this is from a long time ago she said so i'm binge listening to death by music i got behind again anyways dot 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 cassie Cher is 75 celine dion is younger than me Cher was a star in the 60s 70s 80s and beyond no one knew celine dion until the 80s she was a young girl teenager maybe and she married her creepy old man manager who was at, le- at least as old as Cher. Gross. I just looked and Celine is only 53. I'm 61. She said, Celine just looks old and sounds like an old lady. <laughs> That's where my confusion <laughs> lied. That's Kathleen's hot take. <laughs> Celine Dion. <laughs> Did you see that thing I posted in the group about our Zodiac signs as Taco Bell menu items? Oh, yeah. Mine, and then my friend Esther was like, that describes Cassie to a T. Yes. Like, it was. Oh, I'm going to nice. pull it up for you, Jake. So it was Zodiac signs as Taco Bell menu items. And so mm-hmm. I, I pulled ours up and then I posted them to the group and said, this is us. So you guys are both Geminis. You are the Quesarito. Adaptable. Duplicitous. Indecisive. Loves wordplay. A lot going on. Yeah. And then her friend was like, yeah, that is exactly Cassie. <laughs> Mine, Scorpio. I was the volcano taco. Spicy. Will make you shit yourself. Loves the limelight. Taste bud dominator. A fucking mess. <laughs> I was like, do you think these are accurate, guys? Yes. So Sounds good to me. All right, guys, we're going to go. <laughs> Rest in peace. Bye. Later. Music by Demons at Demons Band on Instagram. Artwork by Mike Johnson. Writing and production by Cassie Gardner, Alex Motler, and Jake.